This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting. Sponsored by Accountex. Rob Brown here with the UK Matters in Accounting podcast, part of five going out on the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network, but not for much longer because we are dialing back a little bit. We've been putting a show out every day of the week for the past year here at Accounting Influencers, and we're just phasing that back to go back to our flagship show. It's called Success in Accounting right now. It goes to 30,000 accounting professionals, bookkeeping people, fintech professionals all over the world in 150 countries. That's going to be morphing into a show called Accounting influencers podcast so if you're not subscribed to that go over to that show it comes out on monday it's part of this stable of podcasts but we'll be down in this back towards the end of february and come february we'll have just one show going out with, with a few bonuses so to the point in hand this is the uk matters in the accounting podcast and i'm here with guest host will farnell good day will hi rob nice to see you again Good to, you too, Will. And uh, NTD just keeps coming back up and coming back up. So uh, for the benefit of our UK audience, Will, you're on the cutting edge here. You know what's going on with HMRC. Where are we up to with things? Well, very recently, Rob, we we had yet another uh, backtrack from HMRC, uh, pushing back the uh, the start date for MTD uh, for ITSA. So for those uh, individuals, sole traders, landlords, uh, pushed back to 2026 from April 2024. Uh, we've had months and months of speculation in terms of is it, isn't it? Um, uh, but they haven't just stopped at pushing the date back. They've raised some of the thresholds now to take more people out of of MTD for it. So in in the in the medium term, um, so. A whole bunch of changes uh and it's just really frustrating it's frustrating for accountants it's frustrating for vendors um we've got vendors that have built solutions purely for mtd for it's uh particularly around kind of landlord solutions and and micro micro sole trader um self-employed people and vendors have spent hundreds of thousands of pounds developing technology and and they've just had the uh the business case effectively pulled from under them and then on the other side you've got accountants that have been talking to their clients the the, the proactive firms that have taken the steps to start thinking about the uh what's got to change what's got to happen in terms of how they support their clients so they have had these conversations with clients saying we've got to get you ready for mtd 2024 and now they're having to go back and say, ah, sorry, HMRC have pushed it back. You don't have to worry about it. But of course, that's the wrong answer. We don't want people to say, I haven't got to worry about it. Because for me, MTD has always been about an opportunity and not, not a problem. Uh, and it's, I, I said in 2018, when we were, were talking about uh, MTD for, for that before it kind of got pushed back, that MTD is a once in a generation opportunity for firms to fundamentally change what they do and how they do it. And the best bit was that we got to blame it all on HMRC. So it, it it was a real opportunity for firms. So to see it be pushed again is just is just really frustrating. And from an HMRC point of view, I mean, every time they do it, they're losing credibility. 
which is a real concern. Who's driving this, Will? Is it the government telling HMRC to make these changes or push these forward, or are HMRC their own entity? They're, they're totally autonomous and they're driving this themselves. No, it's all it's all government policy, and it goes back to I can't remember when it was twenty fourteen or whatever when uh, the then chancellor stood up in in uh, in the House of Commons to to announce MTD as a, or digitalizing the UK tax system. At the time, they talked about wanting to have the most technically advanced tax system in the world. The driver for it, first and foremost, was around closing the tax gap. So there were there were estimates about the amount of tax that was being lost in many ways, simply because of things like transposition errors and and people entering, keying the wrong data in. So if we digitalize that process, we potentially reduce the likelihood of of error um, uh, and accidental error as well. It wasn't the case of they were saying this is going to to necessarily stop deliberate tax evasion because it it kind of doesn't until we go to all out e-invoicing, which interestingly is being driven from the EU at the moment. So any UK-based companies that are importing and exporting are almost going to be mandated for e-invoicing because of interaction with, with countries within, within the European bloc. Um, so that's happening anyway. But there's been lots of challenge over, over recent years about whether that tax gap figure is, is actually right. Um, but we live in a technological world. The fact that that we're, we're still keying data into into tax returns and filing paper tax returns i mean it's 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 incredible i mean we 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 do us tax work um and for that we still have to file paper returns to the irs in 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 the us so whilst we all moan about hmrc we should be grateful that we're, we're not having to contend with that uh, with the irs that uh, uh that are probably a few steps behind hmrc so when the government brought this in back in the day, were HMRC warmly embracing of this? Was it something they wanted themselves, as you say, to bridge that tax gap? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. They've done this under duress, have they? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, everything is driven by by the government of the day, and, and right. the government drove this, so therefore it would it's then for for the civil service to to kind of implement what the government want to, want to do. We've had uh, about 10 governments, prime ministers and chancellors since then. <laughs> Only 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, lots, lots of change. Um, and and I mean, I, I understand why the changes have happened, the, the, the world that we're in at the moment, um, HMRC systems simply weren't ready to cope, HMRC are not coping with what they've got to do at the moment. So to then have a whole new regime, quarterly reporting, I, you can see quite clearly why it had to be pulled. But I just think pushing pushing it all of it back and just saying we're going to kick can down the road for another couple of years wasn't the right solution and and it's actually the order they're doing it if we look at um we have mtd for that already so that's predominantly limited company businesses so these guys are generally going to be using software they're filing quarterly VAT returns so it seems bizarre that the personal tax was coming before corporation tax, because actually those that are filing corporation tax returns are more likely to be digitally enabled because they had to do that for VAT anyway. So it always felt a little bit weird that corp tax was kind of coming after uh, individuals. Um, but it would have I made more sense to, well, let's, let's kind of focus on corporation tax. Let's maybe take out the landlords at the lower end, but let's keep the, the sole traders in the loop rather than say, well, let's let's kick everything down down the road for a couple of years and at the same time increase the thresholds, take a whole bunch of people out of it. So whilst we're 2026, 
we're talking about 50,000 of income, then dropping to 30,000 a couple of years later. Um, so straight away, we're taking a, a huge chunk of people out of the requirement for MTD, even in 2026. Yeah. So we know the credibility of the UK government is shot at the moment. And it seems, as you're saying, that the, the reputation of Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs is shot. So they're losing influence. What does the future hold, Will, for the next few years, as far as we can see? Well, I mean, the, the reason I think M MTD was was important is that if we look at if we look at accountants, we've seen that that accountants can do anything they want when there's a catalyst for that change to happen. So we saw with the pandemic the ability of firms to be able to to flick a switch and go uh, full remote because they had to, um, and so much of what MTD was creating as an opportunity is still there. So it's not a case of we now shouldn't go digital. We shouldn't be looking at using technology to help clients run better businesses. We should be doing that anyway. And it's always disappointing that, that we have to look to regulatory change, major catalysts to encourage people to, to make the, the right moves so the opportunity is still there and that that's the the point so just because hmrc are now saying you don't have to do it doesn't mean we shouldn't do it um and and what what i've been trying to do for uh, at least the last five years since i wrote my, my book digital firm is is get firms to understand the benefit to them and their clients of of utilizing technology rethinking the business model looking at the importance of delivering real insight to clients by by kind of engaging with clients on a much more regular basis and everything about MTD was was moving and creating new touch points for accountants and bookkeepers to have with their clients but we shouldn't have to rely on HMRC to do that for us it's yeah. we should be doing it because it's the right thing to do and so the final message to the accountants listening will here is while the HMRC and government bodies get their ducks in a row don't wait no, absolutely. That's a drive change now with digitizing the tax of your clients. Yeah. I mean, whether it's called MTD or whether it's called something completely different, we have to accept that every government everywhere in the world will want to digitalize the tax system because everything else in our lives is digitalized. So this is going to happen. And the longer we leave it, the, the, the greater the challenge we're creating for ourselves further down the road. Um, so I think we have to continue to look at what the opportunities are of digitalizing what we do for the benefit of us and our clients rather than ticking a compliance box for, for HMRC. Yeah, excellent. Will Farnell, as always, thank you so much for your time and your insights. Pleasure. And so just a reminder to you all, we're phasing out this show. The archive will still be somewhere on the internet, the interweb. But check out Accounting Influencers Podcast. That will be our Monday show. It's currently Success in Accounting, but we're just changing that title a little bit and continuing to talk to the key leaders in the accounting and fintech world about what's happening and bringing you that news with top panels as well. Enjoy your day and thanks for listening to our podcast. Mm -hmm.